Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wake up in the morning feeling like Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because. I'm a woman. <laughs> Hello, tryhards. Hello, I'm back. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. I think they were all going to wonder then who's with her this week, but no, it's you. You're back, my little ginger friend. But how good was it to talk to a Welsh one, a, uh, a Welsh English one, a Wanglish? Do you know what? It was lovely to have. Meg on the pod and I think probably for you know any players listening be that at elite level or further down the leagues it just shows probably the power of spending time in our company uh you know Meg guest co-hosted last week and then put in a player of the match performance for Wasps on the weekend correlation causation uh you know <laughs> I'd like to I, you know, people are going to think, what, one one thing, one swallow doesn't make a summer. Uh, Rosie Galligan, we spent a bit of time with her the other week, called into the Red Roses squad. So I just think if you are a player and you're looking for that that bit of edge, edge. Fine, fine margins. Um, what Become did a tryhard. Become a tryhard. <laughs> So Be a yeah, try-hard. We everyone everyone loves a tryhard. Everyone loves <laughs> just a not try-hard. a tryhard. Tryhard, like there's good and bad tryhards, isn't there? I I'm we talk about this a lot. <laughs> I was I can't remember what I was watching the other day, and somebody described someone as a tryhard, and I was like, that's where it's really important to differentiate between good tryhard and bad tryhard. So perhaps this is we could maybe get t-shirts made with like definitions on. Um, <laughs> but it, again, it's it's all to do with tone of voice. What the shouty one? Yeah. Um, what does it say on your fleece? Crag hoppers. I'm full Scottish at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in the Highlands for a week now, which means I am in painting trousers, crag hopper fleece, a very bright and old t-shirt, and um, yeah, I'm good to go. I my auntie and uncle are visiting at the moment, oh. um, and put them straight to work they're around the cottage doing some gardening I've been ripping out trees and things and then um, went full well I didn't do full bear grills I didn't sleep overnight in the woods and let you know go like too miles, but, um, but yeah I just um no Charlie Dimmock is it Charlie Dimmock she's the oh uh, I'll tell you what mate if you're rocking around that garden without a bra on then <laughs> I'm gonna call the police <laughs> yeah um 
yeah, so I've gone full Charlie Dimmock and uh, I'm now paying the price because I've very sore triceps for um, all the branches I've been trying to cut off. That's but great, mate, you're going to look great in a week's time. Um, I have got a little gift for you. Um, try and get some of your Scottish neighbours and friends up there to say purple burglar alarm because people with a thick Scottish accent can't string those three words together. So there's, well, there's not that many Scottish people in here. <laughs> yeah. Well, find one. I'm sure at some point you will find one on your travels. Are you, you must be coming back down here this weekend. So you're headed for the airport. What are you doing this week? Um, yeah, no, got a busy, busy weekend, actually. Friday, going up to St. George's Park. Never been there before. Whenever I think about football or whether I talk about St. George's Park, I don't know why, but I want to do a Liverpudlian accent. What did I go? You know, it's nothing to do with it. It's the fact that I just associate football with Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. um, and like tracksuits. You know, tracksuits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing some stuff with the Red Roses. I haven't told them yet. It's going to be a sneaky little uh, um, insertion of me into the Red Roses squad. I might be like back. I'm actually the 41st <laughs> player that's going to be pulled in. <laughs> Same as your age. Um, did you know when, <laughs> when England rugby first men's started training at St George's Park, they used to have to take their own weights with them because the footballers' weights aren't <laughs> heavy enough. So they used to have to take their own plates and dumbbells because basically, like, they had up to six kilo dumbbells up there that they had to take. You know, I like think he's the big lifters in the videos. squad. Um, he's the big lifters. Surprised it's not the Cleals, even though they're big units. I mean, they might be a bit stronger now, but they weren't, they were like weirdly strong on the rugby field, but weirdly not very strong in the gym. Um, and but hey, you need to be strong on the rugby field, don't you? Yeah. Um, Berna, I mean, she shifts a bit of uh, doesn't on the old bench press. Oh, mate. Um, I... Or they might not now because she's had a shoulder operation. Um, trying to think well, who's the really strong ones in that. If you weren't here last week, we didn't talk about Berna's warm up on the pod which if I close my eyes it's all I can picture so obviously for those who weren't aware the Bristol Saris game the girls had to leave the field and come back on because of um, George Evans's injury and we were stood pitch side then for Berna's warm-up which basically included her doing roly-polies across the pitch like like strings of roly-polies and I cannot stop thinking about her doing these roly-polies a bit of contact probably to mobilize her spine a little bit I'm not quite sure yeah but Berna um, plays with a smile on her face so it was that's why it looked so weird because it just looked like a child at soft play <laughs> just rolling around um talking about lifting though so I went for a coffee with Shuan on Friday and we were talking about Cecilia um Tupolitu who is now in the Wales squad 18 years old and because she's only been in the gym a year she's never really done much weights so the first session Ivy and the strength and conditioning coach got her to like just you know let's have a look at you see what you fancy doing she was squatting 120 just the first time she's <laughs> ever picked up weights and she's like squatting 120 kegs just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous I mean she's 18 she does have I mean her legs do look the size of my waist so like in a good way solid. <laughs> um yeah you know what it's um just kind of going back to the to the England squad, big shout out. Um, 
and I, the other person for me to claim her success. So yes, we've claimed obviously Meg, um, player of the match, Rosie Gallagher having a chat with us. Um, May Campbell, massive shout out to May Campbell, Sari's hooker and Hartbury player that I coached. So yeah. Another one. Another person. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a wonderful story about May. So when um, we had quite a, a big, like massive um, trial, like numbers um, yeah. for Hartbury because it was like the facilities, everything. Um, coach is all right but the program was um, insane really they were far more they were more professional than I was as a current England player just because of what we could have had yeah. available to them and so May was one of the ones that wanted to come and I happened she didn't know but I happened to walk up and watch a north uh, north v southwest um regional game and I was watching and I realized who she was because she sent me an email and I, I and she was kind of wandering around she was a big girl a really big girl and I thought I don't know if she's got the work ethic to be at Hartbury because yeah. you know I know how hard they work and push each other you know and expect and things anyway she got in touch and said I like you know I'd like to I'd like to come and I said look you're not you're not ready you're not you know I need to see from you what you can do and what I've seen isn't isn't at the standard yet and I was really honest with her, and and so she she came to the college anyway. But you could so you could come to the college, but you wouldn't get one of the ten places for ACE, which was the the, the big main squad and the program, which was all of the support and physio. Anyway, she decided. I said, look, come and prove to me that you can. You've got the work ethic that you want to be part of it, um, and uh, we'll see. Anyway, so she came and and was doing some preseason, and they were doing Malcolm's, which is halfway on your tummy get up runs the 10 meter line down and up run to the other 10 meter line down up back back on your belly anyway after about we'd done a bit of fitness and obviously we yeah. finished Malcolm so it was, a, it was more mental like that's it yeah anyway we'd done a few and she was stood there and her eyes were like going in all different directions and she was like kind of wobbling and I said everyone on the line everyone on their tummies and she just stood there and she was obviously in this massive days of like, I have never been so tired in my whole entire life. And she was a big girl then. And um, I said, if, if everyone's not on their tummies, we'll go back to zero. And uh, just to see what would happen. Anyway, she stood there and didn't move. And I gave her to her countdown of five, everyone on their tummies, four. And Abby Parsons, who was a big girl when she started at Hartbury the year before and had lost so much weight, it was like, was absolutely smashing it big front row all I remember seeing was Abby's hand reach up and grabs May's shirt from around her chest and pull her to the floor and say get on your tummy May oh my god <laughs> and she got on her tummy and then this realization it like shocked May back <laughs> into oh my god this is what it's about uh, yeah I mean fair play to her like she worked so incredibly hard she's such a great girl and she got like after not necessarily after that session but after some hard work we got her onto ace and um and she and and she earned it and she earned her position um and she's worked so incredibly hard to perform and she's an absolute rock mutt yeah um, at sari's she struggled a bit with her throwing in. I think that that's been the, that she's got hands, I think, smaller than me. Um, I actually did some throwing in with me when I was playing 
seven and we all know that that's strengths. <laughs> yeah well it was definitely not um Foro one of the um male players came in and did some throwing with me and May and um yeah her hands are about the size of mine so I know her struggle but like unbelievable player and worked and worked and worked and I'm and and deserves I you know 100 yeah. deserves opportunities so, it makes me think yeah. of that saying um work hard trumps talent when talent doesn't work hard and I'm really interested from like your mindset as a coach and as a player what you kind of respect more and who you hold in higher esteem those players who it comes naturally to or the ones who have to work 10 times harder it's really interesting because when I first started Hartbury I I had some wonderfully talented girls and and then like over the years they didn't push on to seniors so a lot of the stuff like I didn't make a massive deal of them like obviously we celebrated them getting into talent under 18s which was TDG for England and then into 20s like obviously it was like yeah great but to me that was an England baby grace I was like I'm producing senior internationals here so we need to work out where and how you get there um and I was always really interested it was always like fascinating to me because I'm like these are really talented players some of these girls but they wouldn't push on when they stepped into premiership. And then, you know, and actually when I look back now, and I suppose the mental capacity that I had as a player to push hard and to be pretty resilient of injuries and all sorts of stuff, I just kind of thought everyone would have, because you just, if it's you, it's your trait. And I hadn't been in that position as a coach. And interestingly, when I look back now and I look back at the girls that, because we had such talent, like everyone that came through that program were talented, everyone. Yeah. Um, but the girls that have gone on to international honours and seniors that are gone on to 20s and been really good um, top level premiership players were all girls that came and asked me to do extras, that sat down with me and we did reviews differently. And they, so I would take them through learning how to ask for things. So I would say, right, we've got this session and I would like these players here. Then I would say the next level, a couple of months later, we've got this session. It's up to you if you would like to come. Yeah. And then I would say, um, I'm available for a session. Yeah. So it, it became through the year an opportunity for them to, to stop having their hand held. Yeah. And that was really important. And I learned that as a coach that you can't just keep, because they lived on site. Um, it's a nice story about how the girls, uh, you ask the girls about me, and it'd be really interesting to see what they say. Because I was pretty strict, but the first, um, obviously I do as I say, not as I do, because as a player, I was a complete loose cannon. But, <laughs> which they soon found out when they were my club teammates, and they were like, yeah. oh my God, this isn't you're so teacher. different. <laughs> so they couldn't get their head around it at all. Like Bianca Blackburn was literally like, Blaine frame was like exploded, but she actually saw me as Nolly rather than Coach Nolly. But um, yeah, the first week, or first couple of weeks, we had a group. I can't remember which year group it was. I did early morning sessions, so I drove in from Gloucester, set it all up, and obviously I'm not the best person in the morning anyway. And the girls lived oh, inside; yeah. they were literally a 200 meter walk from their room to the session. Yeah, and I could see them walking down. So I had a group of girls that were there, like mostly second years that were there. And then I could see this group of first years wandering down really slowly. And the session started at seven. And the reason it had to start at seven, and they asked for that morning session was because they then had to go back and have that shower and then start college. And so at seven, I just wandered over to the gate as if I was sorting out some equipment. 
and at seven they weren't there so I just shut the door and get locked it locked the gate and they weren't allowed in oh. and they were like but we're, not, we're here and I'm like it's seven o'clock the session starts at seven and they were more they were so angry with me I can imagine the amount of swear yeah. words oh my gosh you can see us walking down oh my god cool. um but the point was that if I can get in and get set up and everything if they can't and then the other thing I think I've said this on the pod before um was we would always I would always ask them to have bottles and the, the whole point of the whole program was that they needed to make mistakes with me and in our world where it didn't matter yeah. so that if they when they went and they had they built habits so that when they went to England it was normal for them to do things like that yeah you know I always talk to them about water bottles and if you say water bottles to any of the girls that I coach they'd tell you like oh my god Dolly would do spot check so at the end of training I specifically at the end of the training I'd say oh can everyone show me their bottle and um I said right whoever hasn't got them on the time he's on the line got fitness and um I said well it's up to you if you want the girls to do it just leave them or if everyone if it's a squad thing so then the whole team mentality oh they all like traipsed over yeah anyway one one day it was really hot and I thought right we'll ask him and I'd spotted that Bianca had been like borrowing water or just you know not having any and I said to them, right, water check. And they were knackered from training. And I could see out the corner of my eye, Bianca went over and took a bottle out of the bin. And, um, <laughs> and I said, right, uh, can everyone drink it? Because I just want to make sure that, you know. Oh. And she, <laughs> so, she didn't so she froze. I looked at her and I was like, Bianca and she oh, no, no, like got really angry and I think more the next day anyway she wandered over I said it's up to you if you want to Bianca to join do it on her own or everyone do it. everyone traipsed over to the line but it it became obviously it was all good fun and it was yeah. it was to show that you know one in all in with everything and that happened when I banned them from training for going out partying and that went down not very well but again they then self-managed and they helped yeah. each other through it and that's the whole thing like the closeness and their friendships to me it's so lush to see how I mean Meg Meg's age group so that's Meg Zoe Allcroft Sarah Byrne Molly uh, Morris like I mean I could list up like this that year group are insanely talented rugby players yeah. and insanely close friendship and they party hard and so yeah. to see them how they still go and they go on these big group um holidays and stuff still I love it I think it's awesome anyway I'm reminiscing too much about oh, no, I really enjoy that I really enjoy that um let's talk about prem action this weekend and we probably should pick up on Meg Jones player of the match um you know she is now senior try hard she's uh she's now got that feeling <laughs> but uh wasps faced off at the uh it's not called the Rico now. It's called the Coventry Building Society Arena. I've been yeah, CBS. Um, and yeah, I think probably a bit of a shock result. It was, but it was the most complete performance you've seen from Wasps. Um, and it was interesting to see what was going to happen because there was the start of the game, massive defensive shift from them, but there was a lot of like random unforced errors hand and they weren't clicking really set piece though one of the things when I played for was the last couple of years we really struggled with consistency at set piece mm. and we just couldn't win our own ball so we had you know and that wasn't it's no disrespect to the forwards they just got taken apart 
and at times and we just could never live with Harlequins up front but the yeah. first scrum Meg dropped the ball off the kickoff and it was like she did it on purpose so that the girls could scrum and straight yeah. away because they absolutely demolished them up front and like I mean the like credit to the girls um Bryony Cleal back from injury she had an amazing game um Kalina Maloney who hasn't been named in the Irish squad who uh I've heard rumours that there's certain players that haven't been announced, but they're going to be brought back in again for England-France week, which I find a bit strange because why would you announce, not announce them in a squad training? Yeah. A um, little bit disrespectful, but from my perspective, not from yeah. what they've said, but um, I think we will see the, the experienced girls back in. Yeah. Um, and uh, Maud Muir, who was insane. Like, you rarely see a player go from like play loose head and tight head let alone in the same game go from loose head to tight yeah. head and play just as well um yeah I, I think you know Ro Burnfield and Harriet Miller Mills in the um in the line out were taking them apart like Davinia had a, a bit of a shocker unfortunately the hooker but a lot of it like once you get into someone's head from a skill set perspective you know a lot a lot of people are commentated on Quinns, even when Amy Kakane was playing a hooker and they just did not function from set piece, like Bristol took them apart. But there's a correlation not between necessarily that line out. And there was, there was problems with the forwards coach who left, I think, the week after. But you've actually got to credit who have Bristol got in their line out where well, they've got yeah. Abby Ward. You've got yeah. two very, very experienced line out noises in row and has. And defensively, they got up and just, just tore them apart like you know um so I'm giving lots of credit to the forwards because the set piece for me was what allowed that back line to absolutely flourish um that said Heather Cowell scored a, a like a winger's dream try um Abby Dow came a little bit too high up in defensive line and then she just took it like took her on the outside and oh my gosh she's got wheels <laughs> she is fast but yeah like it was just our message to Zell afterwards and I think for us you know for for a good few years when we had a very strong side we lost to Quinns yeah. and it was really difficult to take like semi-final after semi-final um and so for them to finally get that result and to do it in a standalone at CBS arena um was cool yeah it was really cool very cool Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So the league's actually looking really congested now. So Saracens are top, played 15 on 67. Bristol played 16 on 59. Exeter played 16, 56. Harlequins played 16 on 55. Wasps played 16 on 50. And then Loughborough played 16 on 46. So that battle for the top four is really open. It's not two teams out in front this year. It's uh, it's surprising to see Quinns down in fourth, isn't it? Considering that they yeah. just got 10 players to the national squad. Yeah, no, it is. Um, but they were missing loads and, you know, I don't think hardly any of them were playing on the weekend. Um, so I don't know whether they were pulled out because they've got niggles or what, which it doesn't stand England in good stead if not many of them played in the last week. I think just from a club perspective, it's, re- it's fascinating because there is a big old break now and then two rounds yeah. at the end. And for Wasps, they've got to go away to Gloucester Hartbury and away to Saracens. So, like, there's some big matchups in that top five, six teams that have all got um, extra, have got two home games. Um, so, is that going to make a difference? Like, it's fascinating, like, to see how it will run out. But I think probably one of the the best things I think from a Wasp perspective is just the performance that they managed to put in. I think yeah. Giselle has been so frustrated all year um, and because had so many injuries. She's, she's still got injuries, like Crawley is out, um, injured still, Claudia McDonald's obviously not announced into the um, Six Nations squad. Um, so, yeah, the, and like other people. So it will be interesting to see who comes out of the Six Nations fit from all the different teams because yeah. you take out a couple of senior England players and the teams definitely perform in a different way. So, yeah, well, that's what I was going to say is, is actually playing them post um, Six Nations, Saracens especially, is that the kind of ideal time to play them? Because obviously not wishing injury on anyone or anything like that, but even if players aren't injured, there are going to be players who need rest after this tournament. And when you are Saracens who are supplying so many senior England players, is that the time that Wasps want to play them? Um, Well, it's the last game of the season away, so no. (laughs) (laughs) Would you not expect... Unless unless they're happy, because they... I mean, to be fair, although... So, like, it's the last league game, isn't it? Yeah. They... Or a semi-final spot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, will they be able? Those two games might not make a difference to them, so they might run out a couple of girls. So for them, it might work out from that point of view. So yeah. when teams have already qualified out, but then you also because of the massive break, you also need to start building up continuity quite quickly because you're into yeah. playoffs. Um. So yeah, I th- you know what I think it's great. I think. Um, the fact that there are more collect teams in the mix of it, the fact that we aren't seeing Harlequins and Saracens run away with it is good for the league. It's needed to happen. Um, 
and yeah it'll be interesting to see how they fight back as the reigning champions you know there were always times in that Wasps game where they looked threatening they just couldn't get the ball because they couldn't get set piece right yeah. they didn't have a platform to play off even without the, a lot of their red roses so um yeah I think uh, and actually you know Saracens with a decent team um weren't missing too many players got pushed really hard by sale at the weekend yeah. so yeah I think the league will finish in a big old crescendo. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, interesting that you talk about the gap that some of those England players are going to have before they hit the Six Nations now because Wales women will not. They are playing a friendly against the USA at Parker Scarlet's on Saturday. Um, I will be there for Radio Wales. It is not a behind-closed-doors game. If you are in the west of Wales and you don't get an opportunity to come and watch Wales play their home games at the Arms Park or you don't, you know, get to go to any of the away games, things like that, this is your opportunity to go and support the girls and it would mean a huge amount to them. Um, Wales men play on Friday evening, Wales under-20s play on Thursday evening. So you could make it a back-to-back three-dayer of watching international rugby if you come down to Parker Scarlet's on Saturday. So I am... I am not begging people, but I am imploring people to get behind these girls, this Six Nations. I went into camp with them last week and had an absolutely epic time with them. I have been lucky enough to go into um, camp with the last three um coaching setups that they've had I feel like I've done it's been a bit groundhog day for me I've done the same piece four times now but it feels different not just because of contracts culture attitude coaching what you always say but yeah, yeah well <laughs> uh, probably yeah I'm just Forever an internal, I'm an external optimist I'm an external optimist but I really like Johan uh, Cunningham I really sure? like the girls um so yeah and you know I have to say a big thank you to the WRU not just for their hospitality last week but because they fed me that never happens ever, ever anywhere got a chicken and leek pie oh. mashed potato um fantastic veg uh broccoli and carrots yum um yeah never get fed on a shoot but it was st david's day so they fed us great scenes great scenes yeah that is a very good hospitality very good hospitality um speaking of hospitality are you working this weekend my friend on uh you prawn sandwich brigading it i am indeed so i must have done something okay ish in the autumn when i hosted the rfu council for england south africa um, I think I was more nervous for that than I ever was running out of Twickenham. <laughs> um, just because definitely don't belong. Um, I don't know whether I... Did I get any red... I think I got mine head in there. I don't think I got any red coat jokes in. I may save those for Saturday. Oh, save for people to look forward. Mega lols from the stage. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm doing that on Saturday, uh, which will be good vibes. I'm sure plenty yeah. of Guinness flowing. And then I am jumping in a car and I'm going up to Northampton for a very uh, day of commentary. That ah. sent really slowly. I don't know why. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, um, like where? Yeah, no. Um, ITV's second game um, live coverage for the Gallagher Prem, and we've got Northampton Saints, who is actually really good because I know both teams quite well and I I love how both of them play and attack loads of running rugby with the backs they absolutely love it it'll probably be a mall fest and yeah. David Flatman will be going wild for it but I am really excited I've missed working with Miles um 
obviously hasn't been too long but yeah. um yeah I'll <laughs> be working um but the, like last time they had an amazing game and so yeah um looking forward to that that is very cool that is very what cool. about you what else are you going to the game are you doing anything else doing any dog side any training the, sessions pitch side for the oh. under 20s on Thursday evening up in North Wales my first trip to North Wales ever which Your first ever one yeah, never been to North Wales. It's been like the real headline at BBC this week that I've been to Japan three times, but I've never been north of Bilth Wells. So, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited uh, going up and back in a day. But the following weekend, I'm going to go up on the Saturday morning and just you know soak up that North Walian atmosphere. What? So I'm pitch side for oh. that, hoping to go to the game on um friday evening planning on meeting up with some of the great and the good of women in rugby journalism on friday afternoon beforehand uh, pending negative covid tests etc um i won't say who um but yeah it's um it's just the sun is out it just feels like this is the time of the season that i enjoy that much more like I was at Scarlet's on Saturday, it was freezing, but it was dry. So you can take it. And the sun's come out today. I think I'm going to walk into town today. Do you not, do you not like it when it's wet? No, I don't, mate. Grow up for a start. Um, <laughs> grow up. Um, but it's, yeah, it's sunny. I just thought whether you like the rain or not. No, I don't like, I don't know. I don't like the rain. I don't like the rain. No. <laughs> um so yeah i think i'm gonna walk into cardiff today it's a little uh little schlep into town just to get my steps in um i've been averaging fifteen thousand steps a day for the past few days so just keep the numbers up in it yeah i know i know <laughs> i know sorry pacing around the flat or something what's wrong with you oh, when it rained i don't think Koya does fifteen thousand steps a day when it rained last week, I had such a low point of not wanting to go out that Pross came over and we walked up and down the stairs in my block of flats for 20 minutes. Just for the steps. Oh, wow. I know, that's bad. Um, last night I made beef birria tacos for the first time, by the way. I haven't told you about this. Five hours slow cooked beef. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Five hours? What time did you start? You go to bed about 8 p.m. Well, I got up in the morning, went into BBC, dropped my kit off, bought all of my ingredients in Cardiff Market because gorgeous, gorgeous girls support local. Um, came back, went and did an 8K walk, then came back and cooked. I felt like Delia. It felt very cookery program because I got all of my ingredients in a canvas bag as well. And I was obviously walking around the market in my head. It was like, oh, this is very- Red tomatoes or green pepper. Did you empty the bag like that? Do you remember that? Program. Well, you know what? I what will was that, say, what was that program? Ready, oh, yeah. Um, you'd obviously be red tomatoes in that setting. Uh, <laughs> obviously. But oh, you you'd be the green green peppers. They're ugh, slimy. I don't really like peppers. They're not slimy. When they're they're like cooked, a bit bitter, green, aren't they? Green peppers are slimy when they're cooked. Well, it depends what you do with them. I um, them last do you know, night. What, do you know what they call um peppers in America? No. Capsicum. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I did that. I know that. Bonkers. You're a capsicum. You're a capsicum. Um, anyway, I'm a Capricorn. Are you? I don't know. I know that. Um, I'm actually on the cusp, which I'm a Capricorn Aquarian, and I spoke to a lady in uh, my village the other day, and she yeah. does the uh, what's it called? Astrology. 
that's the one and um she knew that I was on the cusp which I was like okay if you like how do you know but anyway um and she was telling me about it and about my personality variances because I sit on the cusp (laughs) I'm like like stone wall Aries and whenever I've met anyone who's into like horoscopes and astrology they like know straight away because I am the definition of my sign fire the ram Mm. people at home can't see what I just did yeah psycho (laughs) um should we talk about men's rugby um and the fixtures this weekend mind games from Eddie Jones early doors ahead of uh England Ireland um saying that Ireland are the most cohesive team in the world at the moment do you subscribe yeah well it's because their forwards are basically back so it's just 15 (laughs) backs Um, I think it's my dad massive, can just feel on love it. <laughs> they are, they are big lads. Um, I did hilariously though just see a meme that Rugby Pass had put on Instagram. Um, and it was like it's a kid sipping some tea and it says South Africa and New Zealand watching France and Ireland peak between World Cups again. <laughs> and I think like France, I think equality, but if I was an Ireland fan, I would just be like, here we go again. Like beating New Zealand, you know good showing at the uh, Six Nations, climbing the world rankings, only to go to a World Cup and not win a knockout game again. That would be my big fear in life if I was Irish right now. You've frozen. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, oh my God, that's um, so weird because you were frozen. You were in the same position. You blinked. Um, okay. Um, yeah, having spent three or four days in Dubai with Brian Driscoll in the autumn, celebrating the fact that they they win World Cups for two years out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think it'll be a really attritional, really quite savage day at Twickenham. Um, I think England could win. I think. Ireland could win um and actually I think it will come down to kicking again um and yeah and 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 unfortunately some set piece I think who can get the dominance up front in the scrum and the platform um but actually I I believe when when England or when Ireland have been first couple of phases they've looked incredibly good when they're forwards get yeah. in a line break and they offload and it's wonderful when they have to go into multi-phase that's when they don't look as good yeah. um and you know New Zealand defended 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 on their line at half before half time um when they played them in the autumn but then just after half time Ireland came out and scored quite quickly off yeah. a line break and stuff so I think if England get get themselves together and don't give away cheap penalties just to allow them to kick themselves down the field and get into good places I think England might do it but yeah it's a real Ireland are good fun to watch because their forwards do love shifting the ball about but then so do the England boys now with Don Brandt and with Sinclair and Ellis Gens blah 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 it's a problematic match point weekend for me like I just don't know I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm I'm going to call Wales beating France, you know. Oh, 
Yeah, but I, this is the difficult thing. And like, I've got no regrets about the last round of match point. I called a Wales win and a narrow one. And in those last kind of few minutes of that game, I thought this is coming up roses for me and I've racked this league up. Um, obviously. It did come up roses. <laughs> yeah, it literally did. Um, but <laughs> I just find it, I don't know, in the first game, I, I was like, okay, I think Ireland are going to win. I, you know, was fine with that. But then it just gets harder as the tournament builds for me to go against Wales. I just don't know what to do. Um, I'm going for a uh, Wales win only because I think they can, if they can hold out and stay, if they can stay in touching point with France, I think they'll win. Yeah. Um, I think, I think France has still got an edge where they can be frustrated. And yes, they've overcome going to Murrayfield and that kind of banana skin. Yeah. But I think Wales showed a determination against England that kept them in, like brought them back yeah. like quite quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I think Wales can frustrate France. I think yeah. they've got an, enough little irritants that if I was playing them, you'd want to probably whack him Wales but... have got a lot of inheritance um, I do have to say I feel so jealous of my cousins Ethan Yasmin and Sarah this weekend because they are half Welsh half French they are going to the game on Friday and they're just going to have to wear layers and then they can walk out the stadium wearing whatever colours they want because they have the best of both worlds so uh yeah to the sellers gang I hope I get to see them on Friday um but yeah living the dream they are living the dream um, on that note, should we wrap this pod up, my little friend? We have to give a massive shout out to uh, Flo Long, who is now Bristol born and bred, but now is playing for Worcester, who is cutting off all of her hair. Um, she is raising money for McMillan because her mum, Claire, who is one of the ultimate tryhard crew, she, she supported us. Claire. Yeah, um, we love Claire. Um, just an absolutely wonderful woman. She looks after the safeguarding and stuff at Bristol. She's been there and just is the most incredible woman that has volunteered for years to support. And just, just that smiley face when you go to the, when I used to go up to the club and she would always just be there, give you a hug if you wanted, make a cup of tea if you want, like just, just super, super supportive. Um, and she unfortunately had the horrendous news of being diagnosed with um, breast cancer last autumn. Um, She's had some treatment, but it, she's starting a chemotherapy and, and obviously it's going to be losing her hair and, and going through all of the trials and tribulations of that awfulness that we went through with my mum. And so Flo has decided to uh, join her mum in her um, boldness, <laughs> which is going to make Flo even more streamlined on a rugby field. She's one of our um, young, exciting front rowers. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we, we want to send shout all out. of our all of our love to you, Claire. Um, Claire's been a huge supporter of this podcast from the beginning, and actually, it is International Women's Day today, the day that we record. And Scrum Queens tweeted something about the percentage of women who are involved in rugby and unpaid roles, and these are the people that we have to support and celebrate today. And actually, Claire's one of those real diamond people who gives so much to this game both from the perspective of what she does at Bristol but also like I say has supported us from the beginning and has, has always been so keen to to get behind us and and you know get involved and and always gets involved on social media so Claire we send you loads of love and you have all of our support throughout this 
um, and get on and sponsor Flow, guys. I've been on, parted with my cash, which very rarely happens unless I'm at the It very rarely happens. Unless I, I'm at the yeah, I've made a donation. So, yeah. Mom's made a donation and there's lots of, it was really nice to go on the page and just see so many rugby names on there. Yeah. Um, and it just shows how wonderful they both are because the amount of people that um, have gone on. And, and I think... Um, Flo had put like a aiming to raise 2000 and then smashed it within 24 yeah. hours so it's gone up um, so yeah let's tweet a link and um, get your sport and happy International Women's Day and lots of love um, I've got some more gardening to do um, Charlie, Charlie's back out to work oh and, what a bra um, on <laughs> although have you seen it so I remember obviously back in the day when it was Alan Tidmarsh and Tidmarsh. Charlie Brown Force Tidmarsh. yeah Oh, it is. I oh, know Tidmarsh is Lucy, my brother's yeah. Um I will say, actually, just a little announcement and shout out on the pod. Lucy um, Tidmarsh, my um, brother's partner and fabulous woman who is also mum to Ava, my niece, did her first ever uh, first yoga event since having Ava. Ava's nine months old now. And she did it in the most amazing place. I'm not going to remember the name. It's flower and fields or something yeah. down in them but I just wanted to give Lou a shout out because she is a wonderful woman Laura my older brother Sam's partner went and said it was brilliant and they did a yoga and brunch so they basically did yoga and then they had a brunch in this most amazing oh, venue and just one. awesome well I did say to her that I was back when she had the um the next one and she looked at me and and she kind of she's so kind and so nice and she kind of smiled at me and I said is it a beginner's one and she was like um no I don't think it, it no it's not a beginner's so I was like shall I just come for the brunch hey we can <laughs> yeah, go and just sleep on the mats at the back that's well, very much I say, can I just lie there yeah an hour <laughs> of child's pose absolutely like sorts me out so hour, hour of child's pose I will be commentating in that pose for the next five years like there is no chance it's the most uncomfortable non-relaxing position hey, you gotta get ever... those hip flexors going gotta get those no hip... not hip flexors mate it's quad length and bendy knees which I have neither so um not gonna happen um and then my other little shout out is to my niece Ava who has started to crawl um she's eating um like an absolute trooper and is just bringing so much happiness to my mum or to Nonna's life at the moment and I just think it's wonderful so hey, I've seen the photo of her this morning in a dinosaur rocker no I haven't oh, but that is you're gonna love it honestly <laughs> it made me smile this morning <laughs> so yeah shout out to Ava love that love that for the pod our miniest try hard lots of love everyone bye 